All year round, Frontier Home Products and Design has what you need to make your home comfortable and beautiful. Relax on a new Timber Tech Deck, designed by Frontier's experts. A new fireplace from Frontier Home Products Fireplace Gallery adds warmth and serenity to any home. Beauty and versatility at Frontier Home Products and Design Center, 4213 Peachtree, 5th, next to the Bayfront Highway. Frontier Home Products and Design Center. Discover a new PA contractor number PA039007. Jody Crumpy, director of the Erie City Mission Thrift Stores and Donation Center. When you shop at one of our two thrift stores or drop off items at our donation center, you are providing a meal. You are housing a man in our shelter, helping men and women overcome addiction, and giving our inner city youth an opportunity to learn. I want to thank you for making a difference. This is our city, our mission. God bless you. Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. In studio, we have uh, Chief Michael Cliff of the Mill Creek Fire Department, as well as Mill Creek Township Supervisor Dan Allette. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Appreciate it. Oh, pleasure to be here. Thanks Michael, welcome us. to Erie. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you came up. We're a family show. We like to get origin stories. Tell us a, a little bit how you uh, came through and, and came up uh, as a firefighter. So, um Essentially, I started off pretty young. I'm actually a third-generation firefighter. Um, both my grandfather and father were both volunteer firefighters in Ohio. Uh, so I am an import uh, coming from Ohio, just over the line. Yeah. Um, and I, I started off at a small volunteer fire department. And as things progressed, I really uh, just knew that I had a passion for the fire service. So I just uh, continued to go to school and uh, got uh, certified and eventually became a full-time firefighter. So for the last 15 years, I was working for a fire department uh, over in Ohio. Uh, it's, a, it's a career department, but it's a, a combination department where they staff uh, volunteer uh, dive team members, part-time staff, and then career firefighters as well. Uh, so so w was was it handy to Lake Erie, or did you have dive teams inland? Uh, lake Erie. We were okay. right on the lake. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Wow. And uh, three three generations. How, how, that that's got to be in the DNA of of your family, part of the narrative, right? I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, ultimately having those miniatures or the old plectrons that uh, went off uh, oh, as a as a young as a young person, uh, hearing the tones going off, and uh, you know, watching my grandfather uh, and my dad both uh, you know respond to emergencies and. You know, always biting at the bit, wanting to, uh, you know, go join them. Or even as a young child, just uh, hanging around the firehouse and, and uh, you know, playing and, mm -hmm. and engaging with uh, those folks. It really was, uh, you know, a passion of mine from a, from a very young age. Can you tell me what the lay of the land is in Ohio in general? Because in Pennsylvania here, uh, and Dan Olette has kind of educated our audience on this whole thing of, of going from, what was it, 300 or... I mean, hundred over a hundred thousand firefighters, Dan. Right, three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand statewide, maybe right. in the seventies to thirty thousand now. Is Ohio seeing that that kind of uh, catastrophic collapse of their volunteer fire departments? Uh, they have one hundred percent. I think 
part of it that that I uh, have haven't seen more so is that it comes down to the demographics of the land. So being fortunate to live up north, yeah. the majority of all of the fire departments uh, to the north have been, you know, pretty heavily populated. So a lot of departments, you know, all across the state of Ohio. Uh, up north have been either uh, paid part-time uh, or career departments. There, even in Ashtabula County, uh, just over in into Ohio, um, along the Route 20 corridor, so basically yeah. from I-90 north, uh, the majority of all of those departments are all career departments. Um, so you're talking so, about Conia and Kingsville and... Yep, so North Kingsville yeah. is uh, still volunteer, but they're paying yeah. uh, part-time staff. Yeah. But Conia, the city of Ashtabula, city of uh, uh, Saybrook Township, where I'm from, right. uh, working full-time. Geneva, all the way through the county. And all, and from there, once you go west, every one of them Everyone's is all career departments. Career. So, and Do you get a sense that that Columbus is very much a part of the solution to what the fire departments are dealing with in Ohio? Interesting enough, in Ohio, they just formed a task force to really look at volunteerism because the southern part of the state is dealing with a mass exodus. Yeah. Um, so the uh, fire marshal's office is actually doing a, a study right now across the entire state, and they're actually utilizing Pennsylvania as kind of like a model for what they're doing with their volunteers or have done with their volunteers to, to try to maybe even look at avenues to get more volunteerism uh, engaged with the state. In the more rural areas sure. is, is really where they're struggling the most at. Um, but they're just starting those conversations now. Uh, and I think overwhelmingly what they've, the, some of the data that they've collected so far is that there's not enough people, there's way too many fire departments or fire houses in the entire state and it's time to really start looking at um, consolidation, unification of, of you know, these these uh, once volunteer departments into uh, bigger self-sustaining operations. Dan, as you look at the kind of the comparison between Pennsylvania and Ohio, would you say that uh, those those more populated uh, townships and and cities in northern Ohio are just kind of ahead of the game, and we're just or or is it a very similar situation? I think, think it's similar, but, you know, in some aspects, yes, they are ahead of the game. Yeah. Um, they've really embraced what, what is happening or what isn't happening with the with the volunteers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, municipalities are, you know, having to make those choices to, you know, do what they have to do to protect their, their residents. All right. So why don't you walk us through... What exactly has happened in Mill Creek? We have four volunteer fire departments in the in the township, um, and uh, you know, again, before you were even elected, the narrative was always going to be, "We are volunteer. We're going to stay volunteer," and we're and and that has uh, the 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 context has kind of forced the issue. Can you walk us through what some of the major decisions that the township has made regarding the v, the VFDs? Well, um, obviously, you know, the fire commission was formed in 2017, 2018 uh, within the township, and that's made up of representatives of the uh, volunteer departments. We have citizen uh, members of the commission, and um, they're pretty much the, uh, you know, the referring group that uh, takes the recommendations and forwards them off to the supervisors for action. So... Um, in, in our instance here, uh, in the fall of last year, the fire commission 
um, took the recommendation of the fire chiefs uh, who said, hey, we need, uh, we need help. We, we want you to hire a fire chief, and we, we're going to need some paid staff. So we took that to heart, and we acted on it. So, um, Did you in, in, in enable an ordinance that would basically start the Mill Creek Fire Department? We did, yes. Wow. And that ordinance would, would cover the, the paid department, the fire chief, and uh, moved us toward uh, uh, enacting a, a fire tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, where is your office? Is it at the Township Building? Or okay, yep. it is okay. Township Administrative Office. All right. But you, you, will you roll on on a on a fire? Yes, I'm ready. You, you have a, you have a rig uh, that's assigned no, to you. Well, or? I think everything's in the works right now. Okay, it, uh, things are getting upfitted for a chief's vehicle for me as yeah. well. It won't be one of those old classic Chevy Impalas like they used. Remember when the chief would go out in a, like a, a like a town car, and you're like, "Why is that?" You know, <laughs> let's get you in a suburban or something, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, that's what it'll be. Yeah. <laughs> Probably it's right. a Tahoe. It's yeah. a Tahoe. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they're they're arranging that for you. Yes. And um, would uh, would that paid platoon then be stationed at one of the fire halls? Would you think? That's the idea that we're, we're considering right now. Uh, West Ridge is currently staffing with the IRT program, right. um, you know, Monday through Friday, uh, day shift hours. So uh, based off of some of the analytics that uh, uh, Supervisor Olette has shared with me, um, you know, we're seeing that the call volume is coming primarily out of West Ridge's uh, station, and also there's a, a big call demand out of Kearsarge's station as well. So... I think initially we're going to look at some some models that would be able to put some paid staff at those two primary response areas, and uh, just kind of see where it goes from there. Right, but uh, and then the other two are West Lake and what is it? Bell Valley. Valley. Bell Valley, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So those crews would respond township wide. Gotcha. So they may be housed in, you know, wherever the chief deems necessary, mm-hmm. but they will respond township wide. Is there any consideration to apparatus as far as with most of these calls from the paid staff being basic life support and advanced life support, um, does that change, you know, what roles to a, to a, you know, cardiac arrest kind of a call? So I think ultimately we really just want to work uh, in conjunction with the current members of these departments. Yeah. So, as far as the apparatus goes, you know, we're hoping to work through some operating agreements with, you know, being able to utilize the, the resources that are already in place. Um, like Kearsarge is a beautiful rescue unit, right? I mean, so that's probably something that could go, you know, on most calls like that. Sure, that's what yeah. we're hoping. Um, hoping to have access to the, you know, all of the apparatus mm-hmm. so that, you know, our staff can be trained just, you know, on really anything, ladder trucks, rescues. So there would be a light distinction between who's a member of the Mill Creek Fire Department and, let's say, West Ridge or Bell Valley, but it's kind of a light distinction because you're going to have to work together on whether it's fire or uh, life support, right? I mean, Absolutely. And I think part of that unification and trying to come together as one is really depicted well in our new fire department patch for Mill Creek Township. So inside of the patch, uh, every department of all four departments' uh, names are within the Maltese of, um, of the township. So that way it really just kind of shows that, you know, we are trying to work towards 
uh, bringing all four of these departments together, but yet they're still going to be recognized in, in their distinctness of, of the history that they've been able to provide to the township for, sure. you know, 80-some years. I mean, it is it is a, a major it's a ma- it's it's a major change, but it's it's been a long trail of this conversation. And I love Dan honestly that that the chiefs themselves said, "Okay, this is where we're at," and that the township was able to respond. Right. What would you say the taxpayers' response was? You know, I I really think that uh, overwhelmingly supportive. You know, you can't go long without something about fire or EMS being in the news, you know, or at least not being in the news. It's in the news almost every day. And I think people truly understand the struggles of, you know, both handling EMS calls and fire calls and that something needs to be done because, you know, the safety of our residents, you know, is obviously at stake. Right, right. And, again, people need to understand that this is this is uh, uh, this need, this felt need, and and this crisis really is coming out of the medical call scenario of making sure that there will be personnel that answers that medical call when you call nine one one vis a vis. You know, we we get fires that just not as crazy as it, as as you would think. Um, what? How many how many calls? Did you guys count for 2022 as far as medical, basic life support? You know, I'm not sure what what MPS responded to because they're responding to a lot more calls than the the fire departments. Yeah, yeah. Um, Right. The fire departments have geared back on their first responder calls, but it's in the thousands. So, so, so they, so if 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 Mill Creek paramedics are responding, they, uh, you may not roll a. A fire truck on that? Or? We may not. It depends on the uh, the type of call. Okay. Um, there's a lot of calls that aren't priority calls. Yes. Um, and those are the calls that the uh, fire departments have, have been able. back on. Okay. Even even but even that right there is a different change than let's say what McCain is dealing with or what Greenfield is dealing mm-hmm. with or or uh, even East County that that basically we made this distinction between who's doing the strictly ambulance calls or, or when do we roll uh, fire apparatus. We're meeting the new Mill Creek Fire Department Chief, Michael Cliff. Uh, he was uh, sworn in um, uh, this uh, on the 11th here, uh, just last week, and uh, he is uh, coming uh, to uh, our area with, uh, you know, basically 23 years as a firefighter uh, in Saybrook Township, Ohio. And, um, you know, what, what do they have, like uh, headhunters for, uh, fire, for, fire, for fire executives, basically? Uh, you could or say LinkedIn. That. Is there yeah, a LinkedIn? There's you know? LinkedIn. <laughs> it, they they uh, they definitely haven't had an expanded search. Um, Do they? I I wasn't even looking in Pennsylvania, but living given the fact that I live so close uh, to the Pennsylvania uh, Ohio line, yeah. um, it had popped up in my search. I had been uh, really doing some professional development for a number of years, and uh, was looking for opportunities. I've actually gone through the process. And uh, have have been you know pretty far along in, in different opportunities for um, you know leadership roles within fire departments mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah when when Mill Creek's posting came up it was really something that looked um, 
really interesting to me just based off the dynamic of of the the complexity of being able to take something from nothing to make it something great right. um and it really had uh you know a, a big weight on me based off of um some of my involvement with creating fire districts uh over in ohio where okay. i'm actually in the process right now of doing similar uh similar type of situation of combining volunteer fire departments into one uh, the caveat over there, it makes it a little bit more difficult is that instead of dealing with multiple departments within one, um, uh, political subdivision, we're actually looking at, uh, three different political subdivisions. So that's oh, wow. three different sets of, uh, over there, they call it the supervisors trustees, but three different trustees, three mm. different fire chiefs of their respective towns. So, um, I definitely can see the challenges, you know, that, that potentially we have ahead of us here in Mill Creek. Um, but some of that, um, you know, experience, I think, ultimately really prepared me for what's at stake, you know, that, that we have going for us here in Mill Creek. I mean, you have this you have this township that has, uh, you know, its own paid police force, paid law enforcement. And I guess everybody thought that Mill Creek would adopt eventually kind of the municipal model, the city model of paid fire. Uh, we're, we've got right now we've got a hybrid um, and uh, what are what are you going to be your success factors that both of you are watching insofar as how how you walk this through? Uh, because the hybrid could definitely be easier on the taxpayer's pocketbook, right? Well, it definitely will be, and that that's our goal uh, is to, you know, staff where we need to staff, you know, with our paid personnel, but also working very closely with our volunteers and. Um, and uh you know working out the um you know if we get to scheduling scheduling people for the off hours that you know we don't have staff on duty or mm -hmm. you know what whatever that that might be so we're we're going to be constantly looking at our call response data making sure we have enough qualified people uh, that are responding in a timely fashion uh, that that's our goal i think people need to understand too and you can help me with this dan uh the the distinction between what Mill Creek situation is by having Mill Creek paramedic service to do ambulance calls, whereas most of the uh, non-city or Mill Creek um, uh, municipalities, they have their own ambulance uh, workout. So East County has kind of done their thing, you know, with uh, Harbor Creek and Wesleyville with kind of coming up with some medical. But uh, for most folks, they're rolling you know they're rolling a an ambulance or, or and maybe a fire truck to one of these uh, basic life support calls, right? Right, right. And you know the and you don't we, have to do that necessarily in Mill Creek. We don't, no. And um, Erie doesn't. Well, Erie does and doesn't, I guess. Right, I and a lots a lots dependent on um, you know what the call type is, and you know when the person calls nine one one, the information that that dispatcher gets from the caller dictates whether a first responder will be sent along with the ambulance um and i'm pretty sure that that's uh, countywide and that's yeah. that's how we do it in mill creek also okay the the so the first responder is coming from the fire hall and then mps is rolling right okay right. so that is still happening quite a bit okay it's yeah but it is dictated by the call type and the, the you know and does it make does it make the call volume more manageable the way you're doing it? I guess what I'm leading up to is 
be, because the excuse I always heard is we've got to keep our ambulances at the volunteer fire departments because that's how that's kind of our fee instance. That's how we bill out and 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 are able to keep the the, the lights on. Uh, and you guys have come up with a little bit different model, right? Well, if you're speaking about Mill Creek, yeah, yeah. we did that back in 1999 because we're back then we were in the same place that you're seeing a lot of the county departments in where they're unable to muster enough people to run the ambulances. Every Mill Creek department had their own ambulances. Right. And when we weren't doing the job that needed to be done, we said, well, we have to do something. So that's when we formed Mill Creek Paramedics. Right. And that became, you know, a, a career position for many people. And that, that could be a, I mean, that could be out there uh, as we talk, as we pursue this countywide EMS thing, if that's going to be uh, go, that could be one of the solutions is countywide ambulance, which Again, to the layperson, I thought we were getting close to that with the development of Mergicare back in the day when the hospital said, let's build our own. The hospitals got together and said, let's build our own ambulance service because the city of Erie wanted to get out of the inhalator business. Remember right. that back oh, in the I day? Do. Chief Michael Cliff of the Mill Creek Fire Department is with us, along with Township Supervisor Dan Olette. Uh, and we're talking about the new mill creek fire department and the chief and and chief you are going to be now kind of building your team what 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 are what are the initial phases of actual hiring staff here so in in conversations initially we're trying to set out a timeline right now to hire some some full-time staff to complement what's already happening in place in the short term, really operationally, nothing's going to change until we can get some people onboarded. Um, essentially, we're looking at a you know, hiring process to look at an application period. We're going to do some uh, testing, so a written exam, uh, physical agility, and then that'll continue on for uh, you know, the application process to try to you know, see, see who ultimately we're going to be making offers to for full-time positions. Are there benchmarks that the, the state requires uh, for a paid fire, uh, fighter? Really, I think it comes down to uh, Mill Creek. We're able to really just kind of set our own way and, you are. and okay. see uh, you know, what process we want to take. Ultimately, with the concept of really creating a model fire department, uh, I think we really want to try to do our due diligence to make sure that we're getting the uh, best candidates possible, mm -hmm. the highest, highest trained, you know, uh, well-rounded candidates that we can get to. Um, and we're, we're going to try to really push out some good advertising so that we can hopefully get um, a good applicant pool. Um, sure. Tentatively, I think somewhere around nine full-time firefighters initially is what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. wow. And uh you know, with, with that type of um, initial first round hires, I think um, we're hoping to create a little bit of sense of urgency for, for people that really uh, see the vision of where this could really go one day. Um, and then, you know, we're going to probably be looking at having to look at subsidizing even full-time staff with some part-time staff as well. And I think ultimately for this to succeed with, you know, all the volunteers that are currently serving Mill Creek Township and this introduction of full-time people is really to try to communicate to all the current people in, in place is that everybody will have a place within this organization that we really want to 
let people know that we want them, uh, you know, we want to want to have everybody come together. Mm -hmm. This isn't uh, something that we want to push anybody away. Everybody will have a place within this new model. And, uh, you know, trying to communicate that uh, is going to be a little bit difficult. There's a level of uncertainty, I think, with, um, you know, everybody that's currently serving. But I think as time goes on, they'll they'll really hopefully see the big picture that, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to work on trying to bring everybody together to really at the end of the day our our goal is uh not necessarily self-serving but it's to serve the residents of mill creek township and our ultimate goal is to provide the fastest most appropriate uh you know care to to the residents of mill creek and um you know as we go through that process i think uh you know things will start to you know start you know laying its way out to where we can see where it's going to go it seems to me that with the development of the fire commission several years ago, that that has, that has been a good precursor to the development of the Mill Creek Fire Department insofar as that the input and the conversations and the, the grinding down of the strategy all came from the fire community. I mean, the, these are the volunteer fire fighters and their you know and their leaders saying okay we have we have a direct line of input and so it would seem to me that this is uh this is a you know this is a gonna be a a, a well adopted uh, and a well appreciated approach i think you can you know to a true testament of the leadership both with the supervisors and the fire commission yeah um i think a good a good sign of a good leader is uh, some vulnerability mm -hmm. and to you know open yourself up to realizing that you know you're sometimes you're not equipped or capable of solving the problems that that are in front of us and and we do need to get help and i think with being a little bit vulnerable to you know, you know, take that next step, that leap of leap of faith to bring on the next part, to you know, you know, again serve the residents. I think is uh, you know, telling in itself. Dan, I want to ask you uh, the a part, one of the criticisms that I've had about our current system, and I'm talking more globally here in Pennsylvania, insofar as that it's expensive to learn basic life support skills and and uh, not every department can afford to pay for your schooling and and so if you even want to volunteer it's just it's onerous and have you noticed that uh, and has that necessarily been the case uh, like in your experience at mill creek um i i suppose that it can be um can be a challenge for some departments but um yeah it's probably seven or eight hundred dollars just for a basic EMT class now Wow um, there are grant opportunities out there that you know your tuition can be fully fully covered and I you know I hope that agencies that you know may have uh, maybe struggling to fund those programs for their members uh, seek those opportunities out gotcha gotcha so so but uh, given this system here uh, would probably all of your paid firefighters would have to learn the basic uh, basic life support, right? I mean, yeah, that's going to be a part of their training. Yep. Initially, I think we're looking at having a minimum requirement possibly of uh, an EMR, emergency medical responder. Um, but we, we do ultimately really want to seek out highly trained candidates. So, um, you know, I think EMT basic will be, you know, a, a requirement of employment, but ultimately, I think that the the model that we're going to take in Mill Creek is uh, we're going to take an active stance to really develop people. So even if we get an applicant pool that that aren't necessarily highly trained, 
I think our goal with the model department is to really uh, encourage people to seek continuing uh, training, uh, you know, to to get all of the training required, you know, uh, up to paramedic level two firefighter, you know, oh, wow. I think, um, you know, we, we ultimately want to have the highest uh, trained staff that, that is, you know, possible. Talk to me what this means to the average Mill Creek taxpayer then. So I, I'm sitting, uh, you know, in my Bell Valley home or in my North, uh, Northwest Mill Creek home. And, um, can I expect faster response times? Can I respect, uh, you know, um, kind of a different, uh, higher level of service? What are we looking at uh, in brass tacks? Do you think? Well, I think uh, one of the one of the biggest things will be that there will be a response coming for sure. You, you know that help's going to be on the way. Um, you know, the volunteers are, and I'm I'm still one of them. Yeah. Uh, you know. We're doing everything we can, um, but time uh, time available to serve um, varies from person to person, and I think that that's one of the big challenges that you know obviously has put us where we are today. Um, so yes, uh, having staff on duty is always a positive. Uh, that's an immediate response, and um, that that's going to be good. And like I said, the chief's going to be keeping an eye on the data mm -hmm. the response data and we're gonna we're gonna build staffing around that so if we see chinks in the armor we're gonna we're gonna work to uh, correct that how much is this going to cost we, like uh, what was the fire tax that you you enacted last fall so the fire tax was 0.4 mills okay. which um, for the average homeowner is about forty dollars per hundred thousand dollar valuation on your property so it is it is scalable if you are living in in the trail in, in a in a double wide it's going to be a lot less than than the wolf run kind of homes it, it could be yeah and the way the system's set up for a fire tax uh, for a second class township uh, we can uh, tax up to three mills which in Mill Creek is equal to about 12 million dollars wow so our initial um, level that we uh, decided on was the 0.4 mils to get what, us. What will that get That's you just then? under two million. Two mil, wow. Right, to get us started. And those dollars, uh, being that it is a fire tax, can only be used for fire department. It doesn't go in general fund, it, you know, can't be used anywhere. It can only be used for uh, wages and benefits and uh, operating costs, like capital equipment, like apparatus. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, had, what was the line item, be, you know, two years ago for fire-related expenses at the township level? So at the township level, the only, we, we had no tax for, right. for that specific. But you're, you're, you had an expense, I'm sure. We did. Um, it was part of our LST, mm -hmm. um, which is just under 700000 which is, um, we divided that up by four, you know, amongst the four departments. So each department received from the township about 170000 a year. To okay. help with operating costs. So, so we're basically saying, uh, gosh. Uh, so, if this is going to make two million, it's it's doubling plus. Uh, sound, yeah, it's almost like a tripling of what's available for fire um, fire response. Right, and probably wow. one of the most important components is people. Sure. It's, yeah, um, that's where it's at. Are, and they'll and the the firefighters will be Mill Creek Township employees. Yes. Uh, what kind of impact on uh, your pension plans and so on 
will that make and 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 will they be a separate bargaining um unit for you guys? well we can't uh, not anticipate that you know the the firefighters will unionize at some point sure. so and they have what is it the international firefighters right, right? um we do expect that to happen so mm-hmm. um kind of early to tell where that's going to land us right you know initially but we do have a package put together that you know is, is going to be standard to what every every labor employee at the township mm-hmm. receives now um to at least get this started you know what i'm getting at is again you know, old timers like me in this town we remember the you know former former supervisors you go 20 30 years and and the, the great names of supervisors in 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 mill creek and there was never an an, any anticipation that this would be necessary mm-hmm. paid police but uh, always volunteer fire and so this is a, 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 a significant paradigm shift for the long-term mill creek resident it is it is for sure um should this have happened a few years ago probably maybe yeah Yeah. i i really don't know that anybody can dispute that i Mm -hmm. think we've staved it off for as long as we as long as we can so it it's been time to act do you feel like uh your 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 fellow townships you know your neighboring townships some of the larger ones i'm thinking of uh Gerard or Harbor Creek or you know or uh, Fairview that there that th- that this is an inevitability for many of of your you know the folks that are members of the cog you know possibly yes but if you look at if you look at all of those townships in some fashion whether they're they're paying for EMS or well, we'll use Gerard as Gerard Township as an example I mean they just instituted a are going to be instituting a fire tax. Yeah, they just voted for one, right? right? They just yeah. did. Harbor Creek supplementing their departments. Uh, with, uh, Summit with, spends with a million EMS. bucks. Yeah, Summit is, yeah. I mean, easily, right out of the casino. Easily a million. So yeah. you don't have to look far. Municipalities are all doing something, and it's they're in a either directly or in a roundabout way, they're, they're paying people to be there yeah. to answer the call. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, I, I really think that it will affect all of us in some way mm-hmm. eventually. Um, but you have departments really everywhere that are coming up with some kind of a staffing plan, and that nine times out of ten means paying people to be there. So, And that's, that's countywide, and I'm sure it goes beyond our county. Part, part of the, the struggle with this is that the county in and of itself is in declining population and uh you know other than more recently as far as our our real estate values you know they had they had been stagnant now you know along with the rest of the country we've kind of shot up in real estate values which has got is going to help i would think in the short term you know your receipts uh you know for real estate tax and things but you don't know how it's all going to shake out until the county and mill creek and erie and the rest of the uh, the municipalities start growing again, you know, uh, I mean, more population, you know, um, maybe some, some, you know, getting rid of some of the older housing stock and improving the stock. I mean, uh, I guess my point is, is that with the additional expense of this, could, could you see, 
you know, troubled waters down the road uh, as far as balancing your budget in Mill Creek? I think Mill Creek is pretty stable right now yeah. financially um, and looking into the future. Um, I think we're, we're, in a, we're in a good place. Um, we picked a good time to get this started. Right. And, um, you know, supplementing this with, with the fire tax um, is going to help out immensely. You, you, and to take this with, with uh, all due respect, but you're not biting out more than you can chew with doing this and also that gateway project, are you? No, we're talking about two two separate we, we, we got two separate two, deals. Two buckets, huh? Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, because <laughs> you know the kind of phone calls I'm going to get, Chief. Because mm -hmm. they, they they everybody throw they'll throw in the school district with you too. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you got to hire a, a superintendent or what? Right. Yeah, you know I mean, no, they, I they, people think it's all the same, but right? Yeah. It's different. And it's stuff. not. Right. Well, uh, okay. So uh, I just got a minute left with the with our guests here. What kind of timeline are we looking at here? You're you're starting to develop your HR strategy, your staffing strategy, pretty quickly here, Chief. We are. We're. I think we're trying to get a timeline together where hopefully we can have people uh, hired, non-boarded, possibly by the end of the year. Okay. Wow. It, it it might be a lofty goal, but um, I think we're going to work really hard to try to keep keep moving things forward, and we'll kind of see how things unfold. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of conversations to be had still to try to really. Uh, fine-tune things and especially with having some input with um, you know conversations between myself and the supervisors and then also the fire commission I think you know there's a lot of a um, lot of factors that we need to determine before um, you know we get too far but uh, we're definitely going to be very aggressive to try to, to try to get people uh, you know hired as, as soon as we can and, and basically at a fire we would we would see Mill Creek turnout and and Westridge turnout, right? Yep, at, absolutely, at, oh, for at, sure. I mean, that's how this is going to be. It's going to be teammates, yet you know, on a on a on a sister or brother team. Yep, I think ultimately, you know, with with the idea of full time staff or just staffing in general is to take in consideration with any emergency. Really, the the first ten minutes of that emergency is the most detrimental you know to to the outcome whether it be in a successful or an uh, you know outcome or a non-successful for any emergency so when you have uh, paid staff that can immediately respond to be able to provide either fire suppression life-saving you know interventions that's going to be the to the make or break of the outcome of that incident but you know also we can't continue with that we need people to come in on that volunteer side as well to come help us because even at that even if we have three you know three to six people that show up on an initial uh, company we need help so yeah, that's where it's going to be so important that we get these volunteers to realize that you know when when the emergency comes in that we still need them to come help and uh, you know hopefully we can have positive outcomes with these emergencies We'll leave it there. Uh, we're meeting uh, Chief Michael Cliff from the uh, Mill Creek Fire Department. It, it's starting to roll off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, uh, Mill Creek Township Supervisor Dan Olette here on the Joel Natale Show. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. Thank you. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.